From Snakes and Lattes, Toronto's premier board game cafe, this is The Snakes Cast, a weekly podcast where the game gurus of Snakes and Lattes discuss what it is about games that make them worth playing. With your host, Jonathan Moriarty. Welcome to The Snakes Cast, everyone. Joining me this week are my colleagues, Kristen Travis. Hello. And Sean Jackman. Hello. And this week we are going to get hardcore. We're going to talk about one of the heavier, complicated, challenging kinds of games that are really intimidating to a lot of folks but have enormous appeal for some. We're going to talk about civilization building games. Games where you get to build an empire, hopefully one that will actually stand the test of time. Uh, The urge to build something that will last is powerful and it's attractive. Uh, history and what ifs, the idea of saying, well, okay, what if this had happened instead of that in history, how would the world be different? That's also really attractive. Uh, war games, where you get to reenact ancient battles or modern battles like World War II or something like that, those are really popular because you get to say, well, what if the Germans had done this instead of that, and sort of take a look at that an individual moment in time. Civ builders cut across a much wider swath of time, where you get to like start in the Stone Age and gradually work your way up through the Bronze Age and, uh, and, and, and through the, uh, the agrarian area to the Industrial Era and maybe build spaceships and stuff. Um, the Civ building games, though, are a very heavy, very hardcore form of game. Um, Kristen, Sean, what do you think of uh, civilization building games? Do they have any appeal for you? I do like the idea of them. I I tend to like a little bit lighter games. Um, the 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 time commitment it takes to put into them is is pretty uh, monumental. Usually they're pretty long games. Exactly. And they kind of have to be if there's going to be that much stuff in them. I do like the idea of starting small and then ending with an empire. You know, <laughs> by the end of the game, that is. A nice thing, and and choosing like I mean, generally Civ uh, building games allow you many different paths to victory. So making those little decisions uh, along the way and seeing what what's going to be unique about your Civ. What exactly. uh, what how do you what kind of empire do you want to build? Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Kristen? I love the idea of Civ building games. I love the idea of like what he said, starting little, making big, deciding. Oh, I want this kind of technology. This kind's important. I'll wait for that a little bit. I just wish that they could just teleport the rules straight into my brain. <laughs> because the idea of learning a Civ game is so overwhelming. Even for us game gurus, I mean, those are big rule books. Yeah. There's a lot in there. And they have to be, because just because just so much goes into them. Um, let, let's take a look about what, uh, what constitutes a, uh, a civilization building game. Uh, most people will tell you that it's not a Civ game if it doesn't have a tech tree, a technology tree, where you know you invent fire, and then once you have fire, you can uh, invent uh, you know the writing or the wheel or something like this. And things depend on other things, like you can't have an internal combustion engine unless you invent dynamite first or whatever. Um, the, uh, a lot of them will tell you that there has to be diplomacy and warfare. You know, you have to be able to decide right. whether to get along peacefully with your neighbors or to send your troops to go and conquer them. <laughs> so the question of how much to dedicate to guns and how much to butter right. uh, is, is, is something you can really use to kind of put your own imprimatur on it. Um, exploration is also one. You know, start having a big world to sort of go out in uh, and, and, and discover, finding cool places to build cities and stuff. So between a tech tree, building stuff, Diplomacy and warfare and exploration. Those seem to be the four things. Can you guys, can you imagine a game where there was one of those four things missing? Would it still feel like you were building a civilization? Can you yeah, leave any no, of those out? I, I, would, I would say so. I mean, like... For... What, what, what could you leave out without really missing the, the what makes 
a civilization game attractive? Um, well, I think that exploration, although important, does not necessarily need to be there. Um, although maybe thematically, it's it makes more sense to to start off with like knowing your small uh, corner of the world and uh, working your way out from there. The truth of the matter is that's sometimes really hard to uh, simulate in a board game where everybody's going to be looking at the same board. So you're going to know where you're starting from and I'm going to know where I'm starting from. And, you know, I, I think that not having that sort of like fog on the map. Um, it's okay if everybody can see the board all at once, I guess. Exactly. Okay, exactly. so we can, we, can, we can get away with not having exploration. Kristen, what, uh, what do you think you can do without and still get that civilization feel? Ooh. That that epic feel. What uh, is there anything? Do you need to have all four of those things there, or if, uh, if... I don't think you necessarily need to. Uh, I think if the game's designed well, you can maybe have one of the things missing. Anyone? Um, I really think that if a game is designed well, they could take any one of those, take it out, and still have the feeling. I think it could be. I think you can take them out, but is it still a Civ game? Is like without question? say diplomacy and warfare, without deciding who you're going to attack and uh, who you're going to get along with peacefully, is it? Uh, does it still have the appeal? Same appeal. I guess it will for some, it won't for others. Yeah, right. I think it depends on what attracts those players to hmm. that civilization game. I think it definitely, definitely needs to have the building element, you know, right. like that idea of, you know, getting you, larger, exactly. starting small exactly. with your little tribe yep. and gradually building, having an empire. So that, I guess you can't really uh, do without that. Yeah, and I mean, the tech tree for me. Uh, although it's not necessary, and I don't know, like, I mean, I'm sure there are uh, Civ games out there that don't necessarily have exactly what you would consider a tech tree. I think that that's a pretty key element because that does lead you down uh, those different paths to victory. Um, you know, it it also really you... distinguishes your civilization from the other ones. What mm -hmm. sort of, where, where, where were you innovating? What made your civilization special? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, of course, naturally, it's also a big problem because that's one of the most complicated things to actually model in terms of yeah. rules. Right. So as soon as you put a tech tree into your game, you just made it at least twice as complicated. Right. Um, speaking of complicated, probably the, uh, the archetypal civilization game is a game called, not surprisingly, Civilization, uh, published in 1980 by Avalon Hill and uh, designed by Francis Tresham. Uh, it had a tech tree, and that was really the uh, the, the that, that was the game that introduced the idea of a tech tree, and so and as a result, sort of established the formula of a civilization building game. Uh, in 1991, there was a little computer program called uh, Civilization, created by a guy named Sid Meier and his talented team, published by Microprose. Did you guys ever play the Civilization computer games? Uh, I definitely did. Uh, did you? I never played it but my husband still <laughs> plays it yeah. all the time. Yeah. I nearly lost my third year of university yeah. to civilization. <laughs> no, I was addicted uh, to it. It was really just one more turn, one yeah. more turn. Yeah. Uh, I, I, what, what's the appeal of civilization as a, as a computer game? I think that it is a really streamlined game uh, that has the epic feel to it. Um, where, you know, the decisions as to uh, how to keep your populace happy while still building up enough military strength to take on all comers and, and sometimes launch your own attacks. Like, that kind of balance is is just very, very satisfying. And it, it's kind of like uh, like the idea of, I don't know, like SimCity or something like that, where you're, you're, you're just maintaining all of your different, like keeping all your balls in the air at one time. I think that's an important thing. Do you, do you, can you imagine a civilization game ever being uh, interesting enough on computer that you would give it a go? Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I haven't gone into it. I did play a lot of SimCity, 
So mm. that's kind of like a, a small little portion. It sort of is. So I guess really, you know, SimCity in a lot of ways it's, is, uh, it's, it, it's it, you're building your city over here, but imagine if somebody else is also building their city over yeah, there. It's just a small and one of the little... things you could do is train armies and send them to attack the other players' cities. Right. I, I think I just, being in a household of all girls, I never, mm. they never, I never got that. Right. So yeah. we had the ones that, we had the computer games that were targeted for girls because that's what my parents bought. Right. With a lot of pink and purple, I guess. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it's uh, one of the uh, the big strengths of doing these games on computers is that they can handle all those fiddly bookkeeping bits. Uh, like how much food you have left here and how many light bulbs you need to get right. before you can get this next technology and which technology leads to the next one. Uh, the, uh, the big problem with them though is that you're up against a computer and uh, computers AIs usually aren't interesting uh, compared to a human being. Right. I mean, who are you going to go to war with like, uh, in these sorts of games? It brings in uh, a lot of stuff from, from other genres. Um, so guys, if you had a customer who was interested in the idea of building a civilization, building an empire, but they're nervous about the same things that you guys were talking about a moment ago because they're so complicated and so daunting, uh, what would you recommend to them? Uh, there's a few options. Uh, I think probably one of the first things that I would go to would be Seven Wonders, mm. um, which is a card drafting game that takes all the little elements that make a civilization game so you've got technology uh, and armies and, and exactly. resources and buildings and, and culture. Just put them into cards. Mm, right. So you are doing the building without all the bookkeeping, without all the overwhelming things that most civilizations have, the civilization games have. Yeah, the, you can even have battles. Yeah, right. Players to left yeah. and right, but it's yeah. really easy to resolve. You just count up how many of those little sword and shield icons you have, yeah. and if you have more, you win, and if they have more, they win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the one for me too. Uh, certainly, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Seven Wonders is not the easiest teach. It's one that uh, refining the teach for Seven Wonders has taken me a little while. I think I've got it down now fairly, fairly pat. But um, I think it's been challenging for all of us to learn yeah. to teach them because even though it's a simple game. Uh, it's very unique. It's very yeah. different. It's unconventional. For for people who have never uh, like people who are new to the hobby or are like you know people who have a background of say something like uh, Settlers of Catan, the idea of the resources in Seven Wonders are a, a little bit to get your head around, you know, and a, and the the three things you can do with your cards on each turn are a little bit to get your head around. Um, but it does have that feel of building a civilization over such a short period of time that. It's a it's a really quick game too. Yeah. You can play it, and once once you know it, once you're comfortable, familiar with it, you can knock that guy out in thirty minutes. Yeah, if that. I mean, really, if that. If if you are playing with people who know what they're doing, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, I I found oddly enough, Seven Wonders is actually harder to teach to gamers than to non-gamers because yeah. the gamers have to unlearn the conventions that oh, they're right. used to and stuff yeah. like settlers. They yeah. tend to trip themselves up by expecting them to be a certain way. Right. But new people, I find actually, it's usually pretty easy to teach. Yeah. yeah. You guys find that too. Yeah, and the nice thing is that, like, you... I, I, I usually tell people when I teach them it for the first time, your first game is going to be a learning game. Don't... Yeah. You, I mean, you may win it and not Absolutely. know how you did it, but once you see, I mean, that complete game, the beautiful thing is you can uh, shuffle them up and play uh, a second round, and you'll have a much better understanding your second yeah, time. Th this through. time you actually know what you're doing. Exactly. But exactly. Uh, getting people to... Convincing people to just relax, not try to master it on the first play. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many people are afraid to, to look yeah. dumb in front of their friends or something, even though nobody really knows what they're doing. So, yeah, there, there shouldn't be any pressure. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, yeah, that's a lot of these other relatively light Civ games. They focus pretty strongly on one or more of the aspects. Like Seven Wonders is all about the building. Uh, one of my favorites, Cyclades, is mostly about the fighting. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, a very cool little card game called Innovation that's just about the tech tree. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are others which feel like they're mostly about exploration. In a way, you could say that Carcassonne is really just uh, yeah. an exploration game with the tiles and stuff. Yeah. Um, so there you have it, folks. Uh, civilization builders are not an easy genre to get into. But they're very rich and very worthwhile for those who do make a leap. Those rule books can be pretty daunting, but uh, the game gurus are here for you. Uh, we don't know them all, but we do know some of them. And we're always happy to help. So until next time we see you at Snakes and Lattes, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Christian Travis and Sean Jackman. Game on. Bye. Bye. And thanks for listening. We'll have a new Snakes cast for you every week at snakesandlattes.com. In the meantime, you can follow us through your favorite social networking sites, such as Facebook and Twitter, or best of all, meet our gurus in person at Snakes and Lattes in Toronto. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas. Game on.